This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Colossians. business where people have no problem at all cheating other people because whatever's best for me is what's best and if you put yourself in a position of paying the price for my gain well lucky me poor you and it's it's a perverted culture that's completely out of sync with the reality of God's creation because the Bible says you were not created you were not designed to indulge yourself you were designed by your Creator to serve him. Once you become a parent, your perspective changes. The world as you know it becomes completely different. You no longer only think about yourself and your needs. Today, Pastor Robert teaches that it's the same with God. He is our creator, he is our heavenly father, and it's not about us, it's all about him. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. So many of us as human beings and our our very culture today teaches us that you should just do whatever feels good to you. And and if you don't do it for yourself, nobody's going to do it for you. If you don't make it happen for yourself, nobody's going to make it happen for you. I mean, it's, it's really all about you pleasing yourself and what's most convenient and comfortable and works out best for you. We see it in business where people have no problem at all cheating other people because whatever's best for me is what's best. And if you put yourself in a position of paying the price for my gain, well, lucky me, poor you. And it's, it's a perverted culture that's completely out of sync with the reality of God's creation. Because the Bible says, you were not created. You were not designed to indulge yourself. You were designed by your Creator to serve Him. The purpose for your existence is that you would please Him. The very purpose. You know, isn't that something that most humans wrestle with? It's, it is. It's one of those things that every single human being at some point kind of faces and, and questions. What is the reason that I'm here? What's, what's my purpose in life? What's the meaning of my life? Well, he, he answers it right here. You were designed by Him very deliberately for His service. You were, you were designed for Him. Not for you, for Him. Now, The reason that that's so critically important for us to understand is that when we invest ourselves in pleasing ourselves, it backfires. Do you understand that? When you invest yourself, when you invest yourself indulging yourself, it always backfires. I mean, think about it. How many many times, you know, have you done something, for example, eating too much? I mean, isn't that just the most miserable thing when you've just really, really, truly eaten too much? I remember one, one, one time when I was about eight years old, oh, my mother was furious. She dropped me off to, to stay with a friend. My, my, uh, my sister and I 
to, to play with friends and stay. And, and this, this lady was a good friend of hers, you know, but this, she was oblivious. We were playing out in the yard and she wasn't really paying any attention. And, and I kept coming in and getting oranges. She had some really good oranges that day. And I ate nine. And that came to light when I also barfed them all back up, you know. But I waited to do that until after my mother picked us up. I didn't do that to the lady who fed them to me. I did that with my mother. And so she was furious. Miserable feeling. Overindulgence. And it's true. Think about it. It's true in, in pretty much any area, right? If you overindulge, if you, if you really you indulge yourself, you know, whether it's gluttony or whatever, you pay a price. It backfires. We were not meant to focus on ourselves. We were not designed by God to be self-centered. And so it's counterproductive. It doesn't accomplish what we think it would accomplish. It doesn't do for us what we think it'll do. And that's why the Bible teaches us some things that, that are absolute truth. It really is more happy, more blessed to give than to receive. It really is, actually. And those who seek to save their lives We'll lose them. And in other words, you're, you're not going to find fulfillment in focusing on you. But in John chapter 15, he goes into great detail. Jesus goes into great detail in John chapter 15, explaining to us that you actually, you actually find joy and fulfillment through serving others selflessly in the same way that he served us, loved us selflessly and sacrificially. And that's something that, that you and I need to understand. We were designed to give ourselves away. We were built for that, to be giving, to be loving, to be serving. That's where you're going to find the greatest joy. It's where you're going to find the greatest fulfillment in life. The third thing that I want you to notice in this passage is that we're told he is the firstborn over all creation, not within creation, because he wasn't the firstborn in creation, was he? I mean, he, he was born several thousand years into creation, right? I mean, there's Adam and Eve in the garden and their kids and all of this and thousands of years go by and then Jesus enters the scene. So what, what is this talking about? Not talking about chronology, it's talking about position. Look at it again. Verse 17 says, he is before all things. In other words, he's at the top of the heap. He's at the front of the line. He's the most important of all God's creation. He's before all things. In him, all things consist. And he's the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. And that's the key word. That in all things he may have the preeminence. He's the most significant, the most important human ever. You know, the, the demons understand it. That's why they obey him. They always acknowledge his authority. All through the New Testament historical accounts, we, we find the spirit realm acknowledging and submitting to the authority of Jesus, right? You remember the story in Luke chapter 10? Jesus, you know, he, he gathered, he had his, those who were following him around and he was teaching them and there were 70 of them that were ready to go and begin applying his teaching. And so he sent them out to go and serve and teach and then they were, they were going to come back and give a report. And the Bible tells us in, um, in verse 17 of Luke chapter 10 that the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And Jesus said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Now think about that statement. I think Jesus was a little bit, I don't want to say discouraged, but guys, don't you understand? He's really no big deal. We kicked him out. And, and when we did that, 
He didn't go reluctantly. It wasn't like there was this big ordeal and, and he was clawing, you know, and, and we were having, you know, it took like 45 angels, you know, and, and I had to get involved and finally the father had to give him the boot. No, he said like a lightning bolt, like a lightning bolt, he fell from heaven. Boom, he was out, he was gone, he was over. And he goes on, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. But he says, nevertheless, don't rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but that your names are written in heaven. It's like, that's what you need to be excited about. Do you understand how remarkable that is? I mean, really, do you understand how remarkable it is that your names are written in heaven? Back to Eva's question, my mother-in-law. Why would God become a man? Well, the Bible's clear. Colossians 1.19, if you go back to Colossians chapter 1 with me, because it pleased the Father that in Jesus all the fullness should dwell. All the fullness of what? Well, if you look over chapter 2, verse 9, it tells us, for in Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. It pleased the Father that in Jesus Christ all the fullness of the Godhead should dwell physically. Verse 20, and by Him to reconcile all things to Himself, by Him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of His cross. God became a man so that as a man He could buy back from the enemy with His own life the lives of any human being who wants to be bought back. People misunderstand, you know, the, the whole thing about Jesus being the only way to the Father. I mean, isn't that narrow-minded? Not, well, no, not if it's true. Jesus presented himself. God became a man and offered himself. Why should he do that more than once? Should he have done that through different people just so that some of you would have multiple choice? No, he did it. He did what was, what was necessary so that anyone who makes the choice to come and be part of the family, and that's the issue, becoming part of God's family, not merely something he created, but someone in whom his own spirit lives. God became a man to reveal himself to you and to rescue you, to buy you back. And, and he requires nothing of us but that we come and say, I understand, you're God, I'm not. I want to be part of your family. And, and just thank you for making that possible. Anybody that does that, he puts his spirit inside them. He, he makes them one of his children. John tells us, to as many as believed, he gave the right to become children of God, born of his spirit. We are so blessed with the technologies that God has given us these days. Being able to share Bible teaching through the radio is wonderful. A couple of other great resources are Facebook and Twitter. For most of us, these resources are part of our everyday lives. Maybe as you were listening today, someone in your life came to mind that would be blessed by hearing this message. You can share today's message on your Facebook page and Twitter feed to help spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Friends, radio is an expensive endeavor, and we want to let you know how you can help partner with us to help Main Thing Radio continue to grow. Here's Tracy. We all know that it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home, but it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. Please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. 
Log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. On behalf of Pastor Robert and the entire production team here at Main Thing Radio, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. Be sure to join us next time on this same station at this same time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.